Good morning, good afternoon, or good night, college baseball fans. You have tuned into another episode of The Shock Factor. I'm telling you that, even though you probably know you clicked it. Where I, Stephen Shock, am joined by the beautiful Jake Mintz, and also the very handsome, the very strapping Jordan Schusterman. How are we doing today, fellas? Jordan's feeling good to be back. Jordan's feeling strapped. I am, if strapped <laughs> means I've had a fever three out of the last four days. But you know what, gentlemen? I'm here. I wasn't going to miss two episodes in a row. And you're testing negative. And I have, I have contracted the rare non-novel coronavirus during a pandemic. What, what is Jordan Schusterman not have in common with a baseball field? Mm, what? A baseball field has two lines. nicely nicely done i was like what are we what are we going with here that's still a deep cut for those not uh regularly testing at home Uh, (laughs) uh, jake but yes indeed i have not tested positive for covid but i have been sick as you could probably tell and you have tested positive for college baseball fever i have indeed as 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 has anyone (laughs) listening to this podcast i'm very happy to be back you gentlemen did a great job without me last week i I enjoyed the pod uh but i i couldn't i wasn't gonna miss another one so i'm here steven shock it's so good to see your face again jake mintz i see your face all the time but it's good to see your face too I've missed you. And just to check on rabies, did you get tested for rabies as well? Was... No, no, I did enjoy that conversation. Um, but I have not, since I've truly barely left my apartment in four days, I certainly have not run into any rabid wild animals like our friends down uh, in Arkansas. So um, but I, did, I did quite enjoy that conversation uh, as well. So I'm good. I'm good. We're rolling. We, we, got, we got a great show for you all this week. Um, because hey, it's this is this is it. This is crunch time, folks. This is we're heading into conference tournament week, uh, a little over a week away from selection Monday, I think is what it's called. Um, and we got we got some fun stuff to talk about. Steven Shock, uh, I think what we want. I, I, I proposed a, a topic for us here because there's something that is, is very relevant in in really in baseball more than this is not really something that happens in other sports. And I wanted to have a conversation about the dog pile, the celebration that baseball teams like to have after they win a conference tournament or a regional, super regional, World Series, whatever. And I wanted to have a conversation about uh, dog pile etiquette, decorum, what is good, what is bad, and the thoughts that we have going through our heads as we watch dog piles during the next few weeks and, uh, and any dog pile experiences that either of you have had in your baseball career so shock let's let's start with you i know you 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 were in omaha right you that means you had to win games to get to omaha right did you guys yeah, we did. yeah did you guys uh, dogpile at any point on your way there we uh i don't think we ever dogpiled but we just kind of jumped around i was always i was always you know i'm not a i'm not a little sissy or a little baby but dog piles kind of scare me because one Baseball is where you have some pretty heavy athletes. You got the whole bullpen, which could be full of tubbies, like any bullpen I was on had some tubbies because I was on it. But the biggest fear for me is, you know, dog piles happen in baseball, which is about, I think, the only sport where people literally have knives attached to mm. their feet, which makes no sense to me. It, it, it seems very, very dangerous. Like, Really Would good you point. you want to jump on a knife? Really good point. Probably not. I, yeah, or at least like a bunch of little, you know, sharp 
nails, uh, right? At the very hockey? least. Maybe knife is a bit of a... Hockey, okay, okay. hockey, yes, is is certainly more dangerous. I would say hockey blades are way more dangerous. Um, and I don't know what the, that's fair. What the donk pile uh, decorum is uh, on the ice. I guess I feel like I've seen them before. Um, now that said, uh, it's a good point. That's one of the many hazards. Jake, what do you what what do you think? Because I, I I'm with Stephen here. It always kind of stresses me out, even though it's also like, yeah, duh. Of course, that's what you do. I have dogpiled once in my entire life. Um, I believe. Oh, that's not true. Twice in my life. I've dogpiled twice in my life. Uh, once to win my high school championship uh, in 2012, um, where Huge. I got the last out on the bump. You know, people jumped on me. Same thing happened uh, a game in the Little League World Series regionals in 20, uh, 2008. But at that point, like, everyone doesn't weigh anything, right? Everyone's like 100 pounds, so there's no pain. <laughs> Um, I never yeah. dogpiled in college because we didn't have a conference tournament to win. Ooh, true, true, true. Fair. I forgot about so that. So that was kind of a bummer. But yeah, like, I think the thing about a dog pile is that if you're in good shape, you can actually withstand the forces from above. And so that's why you really never see dog pile injuries, okay? Now, I can think of one instance, Jordan. There was a pitcher named, I believe, Ryan Bowling. Uh, I, I'll, I'll pull it up because there's been a couple D3 pitchers with this similar name <laughs> recently. But I know, I think it's Austin. Austin, Austin Bowling. Austin, Austin Bowling, Bowling, yes. A pitcher yes, at Wartburg yes. College. In their conference tournament in 2017, he, he broke a rib in the dog pile. Oh, my God. So, which again, like, not worth there are it. a lot of people on top of each not other, right? It. But in this case, not it was worth, worth it, it because of the story, which was that eight days later, he threw a complete game <laughs> shutout <laughs> in a regional. That Now, oh look, God. that's the thing. When that happened, I was like, wow, amazing. And on the other hand, I was like, not everyone is going to come back <laughs> from the broken rib. And so I just that's the thing I just think about that and and honestly you 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 mentioned Stephen like jumping around right and it feels yeah, like way safer it feels like when the dog pile starts to happen and it of course depends on the last play of the game there's like some of the team wants to jump around and then some of the team is like we're going down boys mm. you know like yeah. <laughs> that seems the origin of a dog pile is strange. You never see someone just lay down and go, hey, everybody, jump on me. <laughs> it's a great point. It's a great point. Someone <laughs> always ends up being forced to the bottom of the pile. And, and that's why I'm always – it's just it's, – maybe, maybe it makes me – again, we're, we're all in celebration. I'm not saying telling guys don't, don't to do this. I just hope we don't have another Austin Bowling situation for the worse. And honestly, the other thing I think about, uh, Stephen, because you also mentioned this, another celebration that we see is the Gatorade bath. And you have strong feelings Terrifying. about the Gatorade math because this is something we see at, at all levels, of course, of, 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 of sports. Of sports. That's, that's yeah, all across. All sports. And you've been seeing some particularly reckless Gatorade bathing recently? Yeah, I, I saw one. I think it was from southwest Louisiana. Correct me if I'm wrong. It was like SLU lines. But the guys on the ESPN broadcast getting interviewed after the game and the Gatorade comes in and he just gets walloped with the cool. <laughs> and that's like one maybe two vertebrae away from you know just complete paralysis which that's got to be really awkward for your teammates and gatorade like the thing about the cooler is typically you know this time of the year 
hot games, lots of condensation on the sides. <laughs> very, very prone. Not to by the end of the match. And <laughs> well, well, it depends. It depends, yeah, it it depends how fast you're drinking. But <laughs> I like to assume because, you know, at UVA we had one cooler was water and one was Gatorade. And, you know, obviously I was drinking from the one that was Gatorade, more sugar, just like a candy bar. But I'm assuming they go with whichever one's heavier because they want biggest splash. Mm-hmm. It's like a cannonball. You want the splash. That's where the spice is. Yeah. But if you aren't careful, you're going to paralyze one of your teammates. So yeah, that's, that, my that's probably that. a bit extreme. But I I do hear what you're saying. We do have to be. I've seen guys like this has even happened in the big leagues recently. Where um, who was it? I think it was with the Angels. The Angels had a sorry. I forgive forgive me for talking about what? major league baseball. What's I'm sorry. <laughs> the Angels had a walk off, and Brandon Marsh like tried to 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 Gatorade bath his teammate and like basically flipped like dunked the the cooler on the ground missed tripped over the cooler by himself and like i was like oh man this is this is not what we need right now so look now is the big leagues like the sec <laughs> yeah. yeah it means more <laughs> it just it means the most that'd be incredible if, if mlb started to um <laughs> to change their that that became the tagline was it means the most <laughs> it means even more um anyway uh so yes but look all we all we want to say is celebrate crazily celebrate responsibly over these next couple of weeks. We need everyone healthy going into the postseason. That's how I feel. Don't be afraid to pine tar the handles. Uh, now speaking speaking of teams now we, we did see we did see a dog pile speaking of dog piles. Uh, let's talk about the University of Maryland. Well do you want to talk Maryland. about the let's talk about the teams that are like actually clinched first. Yeah well so we, we only have we only have a couple of them well, in because I, Thomas Sherman's I want yes. to talk about one yes. of them. So Do we it. have two teams that have clinched. We have the yes. UC Santa Barbara Gauchos, okay? Gouch, gouch. And the Coppin yeah. State, I assume that's an eagle, right? I think so. Yeah. I believe so, yeah. Coppin State, Jordan, will be making their first postseason appearance since really? 1995, okay? Oh, hell yeah. That year, they had to do a, a play-in series. They didn't even get into the tournament right away for some reason, and they went 0-2 in that. This is therefore going to be the team's real first real appearance ever oh. in the in the college baseball postseason. Really, it's pretty incredible. The Miac in the they won the Miac tournament. They beat Delaware State, who I believe was the favorite. Yes. Now yeah. this is a program that has gone through some low periods. Okay. That they have. The all-time school record, the baseball team's all-time record. Is 355 and 1168 for a 235 winning percentage in the program's history. That includes a five year managerial stint from former Orioles outfielder Paul Blair. I should note Coppin State is in Baltimore. Outfielder Paul Blair was the manager of Coppin State, which is like a great get for them. Mm -hmm. Paul Blair went 30 and 185 in his five years there. They had a coach. From 07 and 08, who went 4 and 96. Okay? Their current coach, Sherman Reed, who t- seems to have very much turned this program around, in 2012 went 1 and 53, including an 0 and 24 mark in conference. As recently as 2015, wow. they went 3 and 38. Okay? This is a team that has very much turned it around in an impressive fashion in the last oh, couple yeah. of years. And by the way, while they will enter the tournament twenty four and twenty eight, 
even being close to 500, considering where they've been in the past, is remarkable. And they will go uh, into the tournament, and that is incredible. And I got to be honest, boys, uh, I think we know where they're going. <laughs> Maryland. They're going to be. Where could that be? No, they're going to be going to Tennessee. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, and I, if I had to guess, right, I'm just, again, I'm not projecting, but if we're yeah. guessing who the team with maybe one of the only teams under 500 is, they go to Tennessee. Maybe they go to Maryland. That's true. That would be fun. We'll, yeah. we'll get to them in a second. Uh, shouts uh, out but to. You're so right. Forget. It's cool, because, dude. Look, it's like this. This is so. This is incredible. And you can imagine anyone that's been associated with this program, uh, a lot of Shouts out to front of the show, Devin Rivera, uh, old friend of ours who did pitch at Coppin State the last couple years. So it's just cool to see programs that aren't always in it making their way into the tournament. Uh, UC Santa Barbara, cool. I have nothing to say about them. (laughs) Yeah, well, Uh, Columbia also won the Ivy League. Oh, Oh, they did. Is that an automatic bid? Yeah, it's an automatic bid. Yeah, of course it is. A lot of great players on the Columbia team. Uh, Johan Camargo, I believe. Uh, Jose Quintana, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think uh, who's who is the other. Um... Edgar Renteria, right? <laughs> Went to Columbia? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. They're they, all smart. Oh, are right? you saying Colum- Columbia? Columbia, not Columbia. Oh, okay. All right. Close call. Okay. Uh, let's move on right. to another team who will, uh, while there will still be a Big Ten uh, tournament, um, they will be in the postseason. And that is the Maryland Terrapins who have uh, reached uh, heights they have never seen before in this program. 44-10, and 10, they are up to number three in the old fancy RPI. And um, it's insane. It is an insane season. Uh, we are super it's, – it's really cool, obviously, to see programs uh, who have been – not that you know, we've seen Maryland in the postseason, but we've never seen them have a, a season quite like this to win the Big Ten. And the conversation that has been had, of course, if you listen to the podcast on this, on this podcast network – about Maryland hosting because um, now Jake have you actually ever been to uh, Bob Turtle Smith Stadium I have never been there no you have never uh, Stephen Schock have you attended a game there I have I've attended um, have you played a game there I, I, I believe my earliest attendance I was eight years old okay. so probably like 2004 okay I've played there as recent as 2014 I believe okay uh, so look the same. So here's the deal with uh, Bob Turtlesmith. If you've heard Aaron Fit talking about this on on this here, can uh, you network. say the name of the stadium very clearly and slowly so that oh, I yes. can hear it? Yes, yes. It's it's Bob Smith Stadium, right? But it's the Turtle Bob Turtle Smith Stadium. Okay, that's that Turtle is is the nickname. Here's a take: Ready? Bob Smith Stadium, Ready for- which is great too, because like Bob Smith doesn't have a lot of well, this is character. This is right? what I'm saying. I don't care about your accomplishments. If you have a, a boring enough name, we can't be naming things after you. You can't. We can't have anything named after Bob Bob Smith. You think that's the problem? No. You think that's the problem? Yeah. Uh, yes, Shipley that's Field. That's like the name that's on a credit card ad. <laughs> You're exactly correct. You're exactly correct. Now, here's the thing: if you just look at the field with wonderful turf, nice big logo, it's like okay, cool. What's the problem? The rest of it is not so nice. But here's what I will say, having been to a few games there this year. Will this be a particularly comfortable uh, spot for any media that is covering this game? Possibly me included? (laughs) Uh, No. (laughs) The press box is not a press box. It's essentially just part of the concourse outside. It's not not great. Look, for a D1 powerful program, it's not good. 
There are not a lot of bathrooms. There are not a lot of seats. The seats not are not a lot of bathrooms. All these Hold it in. This is the playoffs. All these things are, all these things are true, <laughs> right? All these things are true. I don't care. And maybe this is me having just watched D3 regionals at places that, are, that do not have any seats. Zero seats, okay, and and you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, folding chairs and tables for your press box, right? Look, is it going to be pretty? As Rob Vaughn said in his interviews, he said, "Look, is it going to be sexy? No, that's fine. Give them the chance, make it happen. The players aren't going to care. The field is perfectly sufficient. Are the lights apparently not even as good as the average lights at the stadiums?" Yeah, sure. It gets a little dark. Sure. It's right? home field advantage. I don't care. You don't like it? Should have beat Maryland this year. Sorry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So to me, I don't care how uncomfortable it is for the fans, for the media. The players deserve it. They earned it. They should be at home. Yes. And I hope that the administration makes it happen. I hope the NCAA accepts them as a bid, and I hope that they can host a regional, super regional. I don't, so there you go. That's how I feel. I don't give a rat's ass if you're playing at Ekman Acres. If you're one of the 16 best teams in America – you get to have everybody come to you. Yes, that is how I feel about that. So uh, that that's that's just my turf thing. Incredible season, uh, Bubba Aline. Holy shit, what a year! Uh, hopefully, Big Ten Player of the Year. He's at like 22, 23 home runs. Um, it's an amazing offense, and, and the pitching's been excellent too. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. And I, I as someone who's been in a few games there this year, living in DC, I hope to maybe attend one of those crazy games. Uh, kind of a bummer that um, Brandon Lau plays for the Rays. Because if he played for any other team, he would have gotten paid more money and then could have maybe bought a stadium for Maryland. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Lamont Wade, the, our eyes turn to you. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, so uh, Terps, we love you and uh, good luck uh, the rest of the way. All right, let's move on to a team that uh, has no problem with uh, facilities. <laughs> nope. Uh, let's just talk quickly about Vanderbilt. Because I, this is probably the most – look, we've had some weird shit in the SEC. The defending national champions did not make the SEC tournament. That's we're, we're 12 of the 14 The Landon today. Sims throwing out the first pitch lefty was both very well done and unbelievably depressing at the same time. <laughs> well said. Well said. It's fine. It was like the movie Up, but just the first I haven't half. seen it. Oh my god! Incredible you, reference. You gotta see. Up, Incre- incredible reference. You gotta see. Were you crying? Good. Sean, was, were you crying more good. at Up or or at Landon Sims throwing out the first pitch? I'm gonna be honest. Up. Okay. Dude's alone. The dude's. Sad. Landon Sims is about whoa, to get paid. Whoa! Whoa! Spoilers! Spoilers! Oh, easy, easy. Okay. Quickly. Landon Vanderbilt. Sims is gonna get paid enough money that he could build Maryland a field. Listen, this is very true. <laughs> Listen, just out of the kindness of his heart. Listen, there have been some weird shit in the SEC. However, Vanderbilt is by far the team I cannot figure out whatsoever. This is a team who uh, a couple weeks ago, um, they lost at home against Texas A&M. We're like, all right, I don't know what to make of this. Then they lost to Louisville midweek. It's like, I don't know what to make of this. And then they go on the road and win series at Georgia and at Arkansas. It's like, here we go, Vandy. This is it. Tim Corbin. Why are we doubting the him? The boys. Here we go. Okay. And then here come the Tigers. Tiger bait. Tiger bait. Into Nashville. And what do the Tigers do? They go whoosh, 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 whoosh. Bam, bam, pow, 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 pow. Fuck out of here. 13 to 2, 8 to 3, 21 to 10. Ooh, Dylan Cruz hit 17 home runs. Braden Jobert had 17,000 RBIs. And now here we are, them going to Hoover. And I got no effing idea what to make of this team. Spencer Jones is awesome. Dom Keegan is awesome. 
the pitching is sometimes awesome, even though they're like all freshmen. Enrique Bradfield Jr. is the most catalytic <laughs> player Jr. ever. Is, is amazing. Literally. And so maybe this team is going to lose in a regional, uh, or maybe they're going to win the World Series. I don't know, uh, but I, I don't know. Shock, Vandy thoughts. I, I just don't get it because I've watched them all season, and I, it's been like 50-some-odd 50, 50 games, and I still don't know if they're good or bad. <laughs> Which makes but no they're sense. Never, the thing that's different between them and the average mediocre team is that they're either good or bad. They very rarely have like mediocre games. It's either, whoa, that's a top 10 team, or that's a D4 team. Like they are never <laughs> fine. They're, they're either I mean, a revelation oh. or a catastrophe. It's, and it's really bizarre. They've just been riding such a weird line of they're good, they're bad, they're good, they're bad. Yeah, and I think I'm so struck, I'm I'm so thrown off because, you know, you watch highlights of guys on their team and every highlight of them, obviously, incredible. There aren't many highlights against them, but then you look at the box scores and it's like, well, what the fuck happened? What? I feel like people are like, oh, you know, like a Tim Corbin team, they just don't make mistakes. You got to beat them. This team's like, opposite. Well, it's just weird, man. <laughs> My takeaway is really just that it is a pretty young Vanderbilt group. And obviously they always have talented freshmen, but I think that's kind of the takeaway here. Um, especially the pitchers. Man, especially the pitchers. Uh, so, yeah, I just can't wait to see how this Vanderbilt season turns out because <laughs> I'm so, so perplexed by how they look. Okay, so I think – I think I may have just stumbled upon an answer as to what Vanderbilt's doing. I'm ready. Now, hear me out on this. I think Vanderbilt's a good team. I think they're a very good team, and they're a smart team. I think the players are tired of hearing the whistler. So they're saying, you know what? I don't want to host at home, because then i got to listen to that shit all game. So what if we play, boys, follow me. What if we play bad? Just bad enough, though. That we don't have to hear them. And we can still go to Omaha, still be great. The only problem is I do think he travels. I was going to say, he I, definitely I has traveled to Omaha, follows. but I don't know. Does he travel to Supers where they're not hosting? I don't Or regionals where they're not hosting? I guess it depends. If there's if there's a regional in the Pac-12, I think they're praying to get it. <laughs> like somewhere like L.A. Oh, no. His flight got canceled. Expensive. Ah. That's too bad. It's a real shame. <laughs> Here, we got you tickets. They're with Spirit Airlines. Whoa, whoa. So That's so oh, funny. Hey. That's so funny. They arrange. All right, sorry. Well, there goes our Spirit sponsorship. That's tough. Um, okay. Anyway, that's a great theory. Uh, I doubt we'll be able to verify that uh, with Vanderbilt. All right. Uh, a couple more segments before we get to our ad break. Uh, first thing I wanted to do quickly is just check in on ye olde home run race as we head into conference tournament weekend. Here, wait. Just a quick little, little poke around. Can I do, uh, yes, can I do my, uh, my intro for this segment? Oh, <laughs> for the home run? Oh, Don Hootin' Tootin'. What's that over yonder? It's a bird. It's a plane. It's ye olde home run race. And who's leading it, Jake? You want to you want to introduce our, our our three our three main contenders. The as we head into the postseason now, this is always you know it's like okay, are we counting just the regular season? The regular season's over. If it ends today, Hispanic Titanic Ivan Melendez twenty eight Jimmy Johns Ivan Melendez. 
the Hispanic Titanic, <laughs> which is apparently something you're allowed to say, has 28 <laughs> ding-a-ling-dongs. In 54 games for Texas, who we will expect to see in the postseason. Jake, we have two players currently sitting at 26 dingers. One of them is Max Wagner at Clemson, who's been unbelievable in the second half. And the other one is Kevin Parada at Georgia Tech. What do you think about those two guys? Max Wagner has the name of an old German composer. But can he compose enough (laughs) bing-bong ding-dongs to win the title? I think that's Max Wagner. (laughs) I believe and you're going for Kevin Parada. <laughs> Hakuna Matata to Kevin Parada. Uh, Are you saying Kevin Parada or Kevin Parana? Uh, <laughs> Kevin Watch Parana. out for Kevin Parada. He bites. Nom, nom, nom. Jake, we have one more here. Uh, let's, let's name a couple more. Let's see what you can do with these. Just, just two more here. Uh, this guy we've already talked about. We talked about him last time we had this conversation. Uh, we know where he's from. He's from up north. Matt Kootenay, Old Dominion. He's at 25, 25 HRs. Also known as the Hurtin' Al Burton. He's crushing more big flies than more Canadian, than any Canadian since Robin Thicke. <laughs> and then, I don't think we've said this name yet, although what a season for Luke Franzoni of Xavier up to 24 home runs. You know, when I was in middle school, there was this girl I really liked. Unfortunately, I was put in the Franzoni right away, and nothing ever came of it. So, Luke Franzoni, make sure you don't get Franzoni. <laughs> well done. Well Nicely done. done. A, a strong conclusion. Uh, Jake, I'm I'll, an I'll, old I'll keep, prospector. <laughs> I'll keep you off the hook for uh, <laughs> Brett Johnson, SIU Edwardsville, 23 homers. Tommy White, we heard of him, 23. Yeah. Matt Higgins, Jason Hinchman, Chris Aline, Max Ryerson, Andy Gariola, and Brendan Tinsman at 22. If they can go crazy hot in the next week, maybe they can catch Ivan Melendez. All right, Jake, you have one more segment you wanted to do before we – Send it to our ad break. Well, uh, what did you want to talk about? This is a surprise. To our us. next segment and our uh, is actually brought to you by the ad. Oh, perfect! So, what? Love Whoa. that. Love that uh, coordination there. <laughs> Today's podcast and the upcoming. Spe- I'm going to do that again. Today's podcast and the upcoming segment is brought to you by the Pac-12. Ever wonder what the fifth conference in the Power Five is? Well, it's us, the Pac-12, with schools all across the Pacific. In places like Utah and Arizona, our conference will have three teams in Omaha, whether you like it or not. Want to watch our baseball games? You better live around here or have a ton of patience when it comes to camera angles. Other than that, well, you're shit out of luck. The Pac-12. Adley Rushman played here. The (laughs) Pac-12. The baseball is really good, believe it or not. Please watch it. So this Uh... segment is brought to you by the Pac-12, Jordan, and... The segment is called, Jordan and Steven, what happened in the Pac-12 this weekend? Don't look. Don't look. Oh, Don't look it up. Can't look it up. Come on. Can't look it up. What ha- all I know, what all I know Pac-12? for sure, <laughs> no. all I know for sure is that Stanford ended up in first place. Okay. I don't know if they, I think they swept. 
That's all I know is that Stanford okay. is killing it. And I know Stanford softball also just a huge upset over right. Alabama. So shouts out to them. All right, so Jordan, all that's I know one, is that Stanford is doing Steven, really what? well. Tell me one thing that happened this weekend in the Pac-12. Uh, the national anthem. Did the national yes, anthem happen? All across the board. Okay. Again, right. the number two team in the country is in this conference. Yeah. Okay. Okay. As is I'm the number say four team in the Coop- country. Okay, here we go. Cooper Jerpy pitched really well. All right. Let's see if you're right. Oh, come on. Let's see if you're right. Have to go back to Thursday night because it's one of those weird weeks. Come on. Come on. This is easy money. I don't know if he did, Oregon but I'm really State hoping so. on Thursday night, in which I assume is Cooper Jerpy's start. Cooper oh. Jerpy taking the L. Oh, jeez. Oh. He did throw six innings, allowing one run, striking out ten. So that's a tough Okay, loss. okay. So okay. Uh, he, he right. did his job. We're good. We're, All right. We're well done, everyone. Okay. My, my next, I got one more thing that definitely did happen in the Pac-12. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, this is a little unfair because you gave me a little bit of the answer to this one. But players from Oregon State, they definitely posted, they reposted Instagram stories about Adley Rushman's debut. I'm going to I'm going to lock that answer in. Yeah, they did. Great answer. That's a real good one. Wow. Well, anyway, I'm out. I'm out. I want to be out. very yeah, The purpose of this surprise segment is that I think a lot of publications will say, "No, we're not biased. We're biased because again, yes. I find it difficult to watch the games. And so it's not necessarily disrespect, it's logistics. Okay? I just really want to hammer that home. So this has been – I really wish I had started this earlier in the year, but this has been a week, the weekly edition of now, what the fuck happened in the Pac-12. Hold on, though. <laughs> hold on, though. I have to say that we got to spend a couple more minutes on this because there is something happening in the Pac-12 this weekend. Now, now are we going to be able to watch it? Probably not. But for the first time, they're having a conference tournament. First time, baby. <laughs> I just looked it up too. And, wow! And the, which is great. Also, I'm learning here that uh, the Huskies have won 12 games in a row, um, as have the uh, Stanford Cardinal. Um, it earned them a seventh seed in the inaugural Pac-12 so you can baseball see how far tournament. Behind they were. Um, but yeah, so we got a little, little tournament action. It looks like looks like eight teams made the tournament of the Pac-11. Um, no, Pac-12. Oh, yeah, Pac-11. Colorado. Pac-11, Pac of course. Uh, so we got eight teams in. We will not have Washington State, Utah, or Southern California, so hags to them. USC, the greatest <laughs> program in college baseball history. What a catastrophe. 8-22. Uh, and 22. Not going so great over there. Um, but um, in conference, they were 25-28 overall, so you know that's not so bad. Um, the point is, Pac-12 conference tournament – don't think I'll be able to watch it, but have a good time. Good luck. Thank you to the Pac-12 uh, for unintentionally sponsoring, very much not sponsoring, probably, because we're kind of hating on them, this uh, <laughs> the funniest, episode The, of the funniest Shots they Factory. do is the Pac-12 sponsoring a segment where we crap on them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to our weekly show and go. Favorite moments of the week. You can find them at BigDonkey47. Also, mm-hmm. at, at Big Donkey 47, you will find a little donkey. 47. Yeah. I met a donkey this week. <laughs> very, cute. And, very cute. And very And very affordable homes in central Delaware. <laughs> yeah. 
Cannot forget that. Whoa, hold on. Is it a real ad? I'm giving myself a free ad. I don't care. Uh, Follow at Big Donkey for your latest Delaware real estate needs. All right. Let's begin in a park that we all have quite an affinity for. Mm. Shirley M. Effing Povich. Pove. In in, in Rockville, Maryland. Some might call it North Bethesda. I will refuse to call it that. It is Rockville. John's cabin. Uh, cabin. <laughs> John's, yeah. It, it belongs to John. Um, Lots of trains. Before I ever got Tommy John, I got cabin trains. John. All right. Most people have no idea what we're talking about. The point is, that's where Georgetown University plays their baseball games, and they swept UConn on that field this weekend. Credit to Georgetown, who I did not realize is having a very, very, very good season. I don't know why Tamar Johnson did I was going to say, the go bad there. news, though, is that Tamar Johnson... The bad news is Tamar Johnson decided to go to Arizona, decided to go to Arizona <laughs> State. <laughs> but, hey, we still got the pictures of him at Georgetown, which is awesome. I will All say, right, Shir- Georgetown, shout out to Shirley Povich. Shirley Povich memories? Where I, Povich where memories? I had my uh, dog pile. Affirmation, oh, that was a- Shirley Povich. <laughs> yes. And, and remember, Jake, I missed that game. I still one of my biggest regrets in life. Yeah. I couldn't make that That's game. That's where I, uh, I had one of my jump around sessions for the Big Train Championship. There, <laughs> your jump right there. Took you go. Home, took home the cow roof. That was actually where the glove toss first began. That's wow. Where- not. That's where the. Uh, that's where the. Uh, oh wow! That's a good. That's a good piece of history there. Um, yeah. For those who are familiar with with Stephen Shock, with the shock lore. cannon. <laughs> Um, uh, and I blew my elbow <laughs> to But yeah, that's where the big trains celebrate the Calvin title every single year because they're better than every other team. Uh, our next moment in show and go. Now look, this was a play that we have seen before. However, um, this was a really special one. Chandler Simpson, who if Enrique Bradfield Jr. is not the fast player in college baseball, it is this man. Uh, second baseman for, I believe second baseman, maybe shortstop for Georgia Tech. Scoring from second base on a sack fly to center field. Now, I know I tweeted this video. I said this is what 80 speed looks like. Uh, people were like, oh, this is what a 20 arm looks like. Now, look, it's not a good throw from the center fielder in Pittsburgh. He, he wasn't, it's not like that was him crow hopping and throwing it. He was throwing it on his back foot because he wasn't expecting the guy from second to score on a sack fly. <laughs> but you should know that because Chandler Simpson is, and just watching him turn around third is like mind blowing. This dude is unbelievable, which, by the way, I think he's also leading D1 in batting average right now. Um, he's hitting, like, 420. Plays it. So I hope this guy gets drafted, uh, and uh, he's going to be – I think he could be a fun player in pro ball. So shout you out to him. It's an amazing about video. This? Yeah. This is his second time doing it. Oh, okay. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. He's um, – He's amazing. So Chandler Simpson, very fun. This player. is 15% on the outfielder and 85% on him in a good way. Yeah. Totally agree. Uh, our next moment, a gentleman by the name of JT Peliquin on McNeese State. Uh, my one question for you, Stephen Shock, on this clip yeah. is, what is he drinking? I, I have no idea where he got a glass bottle. I believe it's... I, I'm going to assume he's smart enough to not bring a beer bottle to the field. But who who knows? Who knows? I'm not saying all college players are the most well-reserved and make the best decisions ever. And I'm not saying he made no, a bad No, but decision. the thing about this is but that it's I, just a clear glass bottle. Like, it's there's no branding. But my question is, what do we like think? Like the podcast. No free ads. Do we think he just poured Gatorade? Yeah, it's just Gatorade. Do we think this is just blue Gatorade? Gatorade? Okay. Yeah. This isn't like a, 
a blue raspberry harito. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this. So for those of you who haven't seen it, you know, it's your typical coach on the in-game interview and a player comes behind him and does something silly. He, he like tornadoes a beer, like a typhoons a beer, whirlpools a beer into his mouth, but it's like Gatorade. Shock, have you ever done this? There's, have you really done I've this? Try, I've tried to do it countless times. Spilled countless ounces of, of liquid confidence on myself. I've done it successfully one time. Out of I'm like one for a hundred. I don't think you can do this with a beer because of the carbonation. Yeah, you gotta shake it a little first. You gotta That's get the, the the fizz out of it. I mean, I've seen people do this. It's but I'm always just like, it's it's really something to witness. Never this clean. Yeah, that that was and, my takeaway too. And first time on camera doing it. Too. Yeah, he nails it. Like, well, on big <laughs> right. camera. That's just... a, I was going to say, that's a big stunt to pull in that spot, right? It's easy to, you know, throw on the upside down sunglasses and dance behind the camera or behind the coach. But the best you know, that part, anyone can do the that. best part is the, the coolness. He just walks away. He doesn't revel in his accomplishment. He just saunters off stage left. Whereas, whereas shock to you, like, so what happens when you fail? <laughs> like, describe to me the what happens when you fail at this trick. It it just shoots <laughs> straight down because all the carbonation pushing against the roof just shoots straight down. <laughs> but is it like, I like to in think your nose? This, well, not a. It, it'll shoot straight down like. Chin, mouth, chin, and whoa. You're making a mess. You're making a mess. My thing about this is I love it because he just nails it first try. It's like when the drummer at an Aerosmith concert has to leave the stage to go take a shit, and they pull a random 12-year-old out of the crowd, and they're like, hey, can you play this song for us? And it's like their most basic song, and the kid just freaking nails it and then leaves. That that's this moment. Yeah, it's just like, I was gonna just make like the, this. I was thinking the same. I was gonna thing. make the same comparison. That's exactly. crazy. I had the same yeah, thought. It's the same thing. <laughs> all right, it's crazy how we were all on the same page. Our next <laughs> moment, courtesy of the Kentucky Wildcats, who will be in Hoover as I believe the 12 seed this week. And I hope in. Stephen Shock that we see them pump it up at some point in Hoover. They like the coordination is just crazy. Like, I've never seen a team in such harmony when, you know, sometimes you watch this Kentucky team and it's not like they're playing in sync. But in the dugout, mm. in the dugout, they are on the same page. Well said. Well said. <laughs> I love this because it's a average to below average baseball team having a good time. Everybody, listen to me. You don't need to be awesome at the sport to enjoy yourself. Mm. That's one of the well biggest said. fallacies of, of sports. Oh. You're so yeah, right. Believe it or not, you can lose a baseball game and still talk with your friends on the bus ride home. Yeah. Did no, you it's, know that? Yeah, it's, it's permitted by law. Damn. You, you should be allowed to do How it. How about that? How about that? All right, let's move on to our next moment. Excellent catch from Adam Sisiri, I believe. I believe it's Sisiri. Sisiri. Left fielder, Wake Forest. Now, I got to say, <laughs> I don't usually care for the uh, Conor McGregor strut. However, I do like it in this context more than usual. <laughs> because what, this, what I love to hear is he managed to make a game-ending play without a let's go. 
which we're going to have to talk about Let's Go. It's Let's Go season. <laughs> it is Let's Go season. <laughs> but he just he just catches it and just stone like I love I I like this. I like the the talking with the actions instead of giving a, a, little, a little creativity and then chucking the ball over the wall is also funny. Yeah, that was my favorite yeah. part when he just literally turns around and chucks it to whatever stupid school building is right behind the For field. me, the combo of the Conor McGregor strut and throwing the ball into the stands is just too much Trevor Bauer bingo for me. That I totally agree with. I'm in totally with you on that. However, I like it more in this context than any context Trevor Bauer has ever done. Correct. It. So I'll give him some, some credit. Uh, all right, next Fair. moment. <laughs> This isn't a moment. This is a picture. This no, is Jordan. This, this is, is a moment. Is this? Is this, a <laughs> this is a freaking look. Okay. It's a this. It's a photograph. This is a photograph. By a shotgun Spratling. Yes. Of D1 baseball, of course. This is of yeah. Delaware baseball. Who is this? Br- Bryce Green. Okay. Tell me about Bryce Greenlee. Who? What am I? What am I looking at here? So, fun fact about him, he actually went to the University of Virginia before transferring to Delaware, before my time, so I didn't so actually know. So, he, but you followed in his footsteps, in a way. Essentially, I did the inverse, where I didn't go to Virginia at first, then I, I went there. But he went there and then didn't okay. go there. You know, if that makes sense. But he just has zero buttons buttoned. <laughs> Literally it, zero. This is, not, like, this is not like, oh, he's got two or three down. Like, I don't think, I guess maybe he has one button tucked in. Potentially. I, I used to do a joke in the bullpen where I would, I would unbutton every button, let my gut hang out, and my man boobs drift over my stomach and say, hey guys, sh- should I go pitch like this? But I would have no undershirt on. This guy just did it. Did you just, do that in Virginia just... before you closed games? <laughs> I think that would have been a, a fear factor. It's like, hmm. Let me pick up the ball. Oh, that's just man boob. I think I think a lot of my success came from my deceptive delivery, and that would have just been plus four deception. Mm-hmm. It's like Josh Hader's hair. <laughs> um, so shouts out, except Steve's tits. Shouts out to to Bryce Green. Wait a second. Um, I need. Was this from this weekend? Did, yeah. How did he? How yeah. did he do? I feel like also now. Did he take the mound like this? Like. There, like I'm stunned that an ump. I don't think an Wait ump would let second. you take the mound like this. Is this guy a like, two-way maybe player? Maybe he just hit it well enough. He is. He's an outfielder. Because I, I, I'm stunned that an ump would let. Like if it, it if it came undone, which again, not pot, not possible for all of the buttons to come undone while pitching. I don't think two for two with two but, walks and a double, and then came in and through the last. Four outs, no uh, hits to get the save. He has a 1.8 ER. Never mind. Never mind. Don't button up Bryce Greenlee. You're doing it. You're doing it right, my guy. My favorite baseball Bryce. 100%. (laughs) Not to mention he was CAA academic honor roll for his first two years. First two years. I don't know anything about this year. Has it been? And he's from Milford, Delaware. Hey! Is he? Oh! <laughs> Does he want to buy a home? Because <laughs> I can help him. <laughs> uh, okay. That's like 20 minutes, bro. Okay. All right. Let's move on. A couple more. 
Uh, Tennessee went down to Mississippi State. J- boys, we, we had a conversation at some point when we <laughs> talked about the end of Mississippi State's season. We were like, oh, well, you know, Tennessee's coming to town. Like, it, you got to get up for Tennessee. Like, you got to try to beat Tennessee, right? Like, wouldn't you want to, like, beat Tennessee? Doesn't beating Tennessee look so fun? Not fun well, enough. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, what happened this weekend um, down in Stark, Vegas? Yikes. They got they got splooped. They got winglebead. I'm coming up with new words just to describe how bad they got their asses handed to them. Uh 27 to 2, game 1, 4 to 3. Oh, close 10 to 5. Swept. Okay, that's the end of Mississippi State. But in that first game, 27 to 2, I believe Tanner Leggett hit a home run. Deep and to- gone. That'll cut the score to <laughs> He blasted we one. We just need twenty one more. Hey, of get hot, boys. <laughs> what 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 do I what do I always say, Jake? What what do they need? They just they're just a bloop and 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 a few more blasts and they're right back in this thing. Right back in this thing. I thought your zoom got stuck. No, but hey, guess what? Guess what though? If you're if you're Dewey Noble and you're running the ballpark ops like. Ah, fuck it. Light show. We, pay, we paid we for go. it. <laughs> we paid for it. We're, we're going we're to play it. And so we're going crazy. Oh, they're going. Okay, still down by 20. Um, now, Shock, you tweeted that it's a strange look. It is. I say. It's just, it's just a little weird. <laughs> I agree. I think that's the right way to put it. Because it's not. We're not saying don't do this. But it just looks funny. Jake, <laughs> we. We've seen this at the major league level. At the highest stage. At the highest, highest level we've seen this. In game two of the 2019 World Series, when the Nationals completely blitzed the Houston Astros, and Martin Maldonado hit a huge homer in the ninth, down by 10, I think, or at least eight or nine. <laughs> and th- that was more than just light show. That We got fireworks in the Minute Maid Park, and and some people had already left, but that was one of the funnier home run shots we've ever seen in person. And this is just certainly you know what will turn this game around. <laughs> We're just certainly a little bit of explosive of that uh, of that uh, of that moment. So <laughs> how about that? Uh, all right, Jake. Anything else on this uh, before we move on? No. Uh, Tim Anderson right. just homered. Oh hell yeah! Go Tim Anderson. Uh, Go Tim all right. Anderson. Well, I don't know what that. Sorry, Major, we've had way too much Major League Sorry, Baseball. Let's do one baseball fun. All right. A couple okay. more uh, quick things. Uh, Ian McColl threw a no-hitter for St. Joseph's, and I just want to shout him out because he was at D3 Misericordia, and we saw him pitch once against Kane, and he threw a no-hitter for St. Joe's, and that's awesome. We like Ian McColl. So, shouts out to him. Go, Ian. Go, Ian. Go. Uh, Jack Brannigan, uh, Notre Dame third baseman <laughs> and pitcher, stole home. This was horrifying. I would say this was a very <laughs> horrifying – first of all, stealing home up six is funny. Um uh, and what happened here? He, he, he turned into a Demogorgon, <laughs> which, you know, if my thought process is if I'm the catcher and I see a Greg like, looking rabid and crawling at me, I'm running in the end. I'm like, no, I'm not touching this freaking horse dude. <laughs> like, he watched way too much of the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. He was like, man, horses are pretty fast, huh? Yeah, and I so, just respect Go, go, gadget, he... horse mode. I mean,. It's a tough look for everybody involved, I would just say. Yeah, I think he tripped. Yeah. But, like, I also like that he was like, you know what? I could stand up. 
but it'll be faster to crawl. <laughs> I'm like, okay, he, you're right. He stole home the way I go up the stairs after I turn the lights off in my basement. <laughs> well said, well said. All right, our last uh, moment is uh, vandalism? A crime? Van- <laughs> vandalism better what? than Vanderbilt. Van- well said. Virginia went down to Louisville. Louisville. <laughs> In um, lost the series, but when they got there, or actually, tell, give, give, give us the timeline here. Yeah, so I think it was they get there Thursday, <clears throat> Wednesday night, probably Wednesday night, and then Thursday morning, I'm uh, I'm checking to see when the game is scheduled for, and I see, you know, the game was scheduled for four, and it's like three thirty, and I'm seeing a lot of guys posting on their Instagram stories, which typically that's not happening. So I'm like, huh, what's up? I click on it, and I see that their bus has been completely vandalized by some felon named Zebo, who just wrote his name a bunch of times on the bus, and, and their game was suspended. I think the two are unrelated, but it, it's just hilarious seeing, seeing the team rolling up in a bus just covered in graffiti. Like, who are we playing? It was very strange. Um, now, my question is, will this be the bus they will continue to use for the remainder of the season? Will they take I, that bus down to the ACC tournament? If they swept, I have zero doubt in my mind they would just let it ride. <clears throat> but because they but, lost the series, probably. Not. Yeah. You, you, think, it's time to, it's time like, to scrub. Okay. Time to scrub. <laughs> just got to wash this one off. Yeah. Uh, all right, that's uh, that's it for show and go. Our final segment, as always, is Beyond D One, and this one this is, a, bummer, is a, real, a real mess. It stinks. It stinks. It smells very badly. Let's go to the Division Two Regional Tournament, a game between Henderson State and Northeastern State. Where is Henderson State, you ask? Henderson, Arkadelphia, Arkansas, of course. Where's Northeastern State? Northeast. Boston, <laughs> you ask? Taliqua, Oklahoma, of course. Anyway, oh. they played a regional game, and it was a close regional game. And at the end of the game, the Henderson State readies? Yeah, they're ready to go. <laughs> uh, we're trying to stave off a Crazy comeback from the NSU Riverhawks. Riverhawks got it really close. And with the bases loaded, Blaze Brothers hit a ball into the outfield. I believe it was off the wall. Off the wall. Blasted one off the wall. And three runs come around to score to make it a one-run game. But it's two outs. And Blaze Brothers gets thrown out at second. Oh, no. Wait. That's not that interesting. That would just be really unfortunate. But you know what's more than really unfortunate? (laughs) If the reason that Blaze Brothers was thrown out at second is because he was interrupted rather rudely by the first base umpire who for some reason was standing directly in his way. No, no, no. Not only standing in his way. If you watch the clip back, (laughs) he starts where he should be, right behind first base. Yep. And is running because I would assume that they don't have four umpires. Well, that was my question, too. (laughs) I was wondering, where is he running to cover? I can find that out, actually. Because umps have rotations, right? Northeastern 
You said the northeastern state state uh, blaze hawks, <laughs> river hawks, <laughs> river hawks. Um, how are you gonna? I don't know how you're gonna find. <laughs> by river I mean, you could brothers. just look at just watch the I play, think not, dude. If I think in the, in the box, box score, score it tells you tell who are on the umpire. I have the box score up, and I do not see any umpire information. So, um, but we can watch the video, right? We should be able to tell how many. Uh, yeah. How many umps yeah. are in the video? I, I think the problem was the umpire, because the umpires travel too, and they stay in hotels. Mario Lopez or whatever hotel travel channel kept putting up ads for the blind side. And th this is what I think happened. The umpire falls asleep while the travel channel with Mario Lopez. It's all Mario Lopez's fault. Yeah, okay. And it's, it's because he kept plugging the blind side with Sandra Bullock. And, and the umpire heard that in his subliminal mm. mind. He's like, it's he my like, time to shine. <laughs> he was like, this is my blind side. <laughs> this kid will never see it coming. <laughs> and he now, the craziest part, too, is it seems that that same ump is the one that gets up and calls him out. Yeah, so both guys fall down, and then they both sprint to second base. <laughs> Dude. And one of them says, no, because you were supposed to stay down. You were supposed to be Joe Theismann because I watched The Blind Side. <laughs> I don't know. Look, here's the thing. I know I have seen plays, umpire-related interferences that are very unfortunate, that are not, that are just really unfortunate for the ump and just everyone involved. And it's just like tough shit, right? This yeah. is different, right? This is now, but the problem is that, like, right, the umpire is considered basically in play, right? Correct. And if a ball we've seen hits this them before, in his life. correct. If a ball hits them in his live, and and even if fielding, like I've seen like foul balls where a first baseman is is going after a pop fly and runs into the ump, and it's like tough shit. Sorry, I'm standing here, and so this is just like the worst possible version of that. Uh, is my understanding. Now, I could be wrong, and maybe there is something in the rule book that would prevent this from happening, that you could overrule this, but it's just, it's horribly shitty, and um, I don't, I don't, based on the, on the, uh, on the, on the rotations and the umps, I don't know if the ump was, like, truly fucking up here, but it's safe to say that some play like this has happened before, and an umpire hasn't run into the guy rounding first, so it's like, the, the, you got we got to be doing better than that, right? I think that's that's a pretty clear takeaway. I think the first rule in the college baseball rule book should be have some feel. Yeah, because well, it can be interpreted however you want, but I think the umpire should have just been like, okay, look, you were out at second, but I ran into you. I delayed your I delayed your flight to second base. You can just have first base. <clears throat> just just go back to first. We'll call it. Here's the bottom line. This has never happened before, ever, okay? And we've watched so much baseball, okay? And there's a reason that this has never happened before. That's all I need to know. This shouldn't happen. Just don't do it. Just don't be in the way. There's no way that the runner went significantly out of his way rounding first base. The umpire was in the wrong spot. He fucked up. And then it was a bang-bang play at second where, like, come on, you just call him safe. Yeah, literally, just call him safe. Yeah. It it just sucks because that ended the season, which means it ended career. Yeah, dude. Exactly. Like, that's therapy. We <laughs> talked about this last week, but, like, that's therapy. <laughs> just, yeah. 
We were talking about not making people do this, and you did it. Uh, brutal. And uh, sorry to NSU, who, um, man, that just super duper sucks. But we wanted to we wanted to mention that. All right, we went beyond D one. We went well beyond D one and talked about MLB. Ugh, gross. Uh, good luck to everyone competing in conference tournaments this week. Yeah. And if Although you didn't, D1, if you didn't even you know, make your little... conference tournament, what a loser! I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. That was mean. <laughs> Have just fun kidding. being yeah, drunk right, at the beach. Oh, my, your vacation you started early. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's. Oh no! You get to go see your, hang out with your family and friends. Oh. Uh, <laughs> thank you all for listening. It's been great to be back, Stephen Shock. Thank you. As always, uh, final thoughts for this edition of the Shock Factor. Now, now, gentlemen, I guess we got to say, next week we'll be recording before the field comes out, but after the games are over, we'll have to decide what our plan is for that. I will also be at a um, wedding on Sunday evening. Jake will be at a wedding, so that may also come Maybe a Monday morning so that, pod. I think. So maybe a Monday morning pod. I think you pod. should do that episode at the wedding. Ooh. Uh, ooh. Just. Ooh. Cupid Shuffle. I don't know if background. Cousin Melissa Who would knows? be too hyped about that. Hey, just bring the task in. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> just go under one of the tables. Um, Where's Jake? I don't know. He had bad food. He's pooping. Then it's her fault. <laughs> Jake from the bathroom at the wedding. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, we will talk to you uh, next week. Goodbye. All right, going to go watch Worcester's season.